Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Assistant Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And today, as a guest on our podcast, we have the current president of Student Senate, uh, hailing from Omaha, Nebraska. He's a middle school social science education student. Please welcome Kyrell Jones. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Welcome, Kyrell. How it, it looks amazing. You're outside and the sun is shining. So. Oh, yeah. Looks like you're living the dream. It's about 50 degrees here, so <laughs> it's pretty nice. All right. So one of the, the ways that I like to start out our podcast is just by asking our guests what their very first job was. And I know you're a student here, so you haven't like catapulted off into a career, but tell us about your first job ever. So my first job, I actually applied when I was 15. Um, and so I was ready to have it right when I turned 16. And so I actually got right into the workforce right away when I turned 16. But I worked at a before and after school program for Miller Public Schools in Omaha, Nebraska, um, where I would you know show up really early in the morning and you know, help with breakfast and things like that. And then in the afternoon, I just is kind of more like of a daycare setting where you just watch kids play, you help them out with some homework and things like that. So. Your very first job was in an educational setting. Have you always wanted to teach or wanted to be a teacher? So when I was growing up, I, I wanted to be like a heart surgeon. I would always tell everybody that I met, like even since I was like three or four years old, that I wanted to be a heart surgeon. But then that slowly morphed into being a teacher. I don't know how or why, um, but probably since, you know, first grade, I, I've always wanted to be a teacher. So, yeah. Did you have any specific teachers that influenced you along the way? I felt like all of my teachers kind of made an impact on me uh, in some way or another. But I guess I, you know, I kind of had really strong teachers in high school um, where they, you know, could help me personally and, and then educationally as well. So, yeah, I, I want to say I had a couple of teachers in high school that really drove it home for me. So how did you get to Northwest? Can you kind of tell us the story about how you found Northwest and why you wanted to come here? Sure. So the, the, the process was, uh, I would say, unconventional. I was looking at West Coast bigger schools. My parents and I, we actually went um, to the West Coast in a camper and we spent an entire month just driving from Washington all the way down to California. And so we were looking at different big, big schools there. That is a way to do a school That's visit. That's an awesome like that, plan. That, yeah. is the, that is a great plan. <laughs> well, and it was, a, it was a great vacation as well. And so, you know, you'd have a couple schools here and then most of the time you just chill or something in the camper. But I, I was looking at Fresno State in California, and I was really pretty much set on that school. But then I had a couple of friends who were like, we're going to go down and look at Northwest, you know, for football. And they're like, you, you have to schedule uh, an appointment. And so we ended up going down there. And the second I stepped on campus, you know, it was just like, this is amazing. Like you see all the trees and the landscape and we got to see Brown Hall, the education building. And they were telling us how I didn't have to wait until junior year to get into the classroom um, and that they were going to start that within the first six weeks. So I'm like, I'm sold. And then you also check out the Bearcat Commons and the, the all the food down there <laughs> kind of wrapped me in as well. I'm a big, a big food guy. So... <laughs> So how did you get involved with Student Senate? Um, last season, we had Asma Hassan, who was the former Student Senate president. So I'm curious, you know, what your story is for how you 
how you got involved with that organization on campus. I actually met some of the cabinet members my freshman year um, at the organizational fairs. And then, you know, they're just kind of letting me know, well, this is like the voice of the students and you get to vote and make some big decisions. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds interesting. Well, then they had some informational sessions uh, that evening where you could sign up to run for a freshman representative position. Um, My friend and I ended up doing it. We got elected uh, shortly thereafter. Um, And then after that, you know, I was just hitting the ground running from then. As you know, I was the vice president last year and the president currently. So I've all like fell in love with this organization. It was pretty early. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned by being a part of Student Senate? Being in Student Senate, you get to meet with uh, all different types of people. You know, you have uh, the students, number one, and they have different backgrounds. And then you have, you know, the faculty and they have different backgrounds as well as administration, community members. And so I think this organization has really helped me network um, and collaborate with all different types of people. Um, so moving forward, especially as, you know, going into education, you got to have that because you're going to meet with parents and again, administration and community members. And I think Student Senate has really prepared me uh, to do that. Are there other organizations that you're part of on campus outside of that? I know Student Senate's one that you can, it takes a lot of time and effort, but are there other things you're involved with too? I am in a fraternity, um, Sigma Tau Gamma. I also am a part of the Trio Support Services. And then I did uh, the History Club last year as well. So, you know, not as much time in those organizations, but they all still make up a part of the schedule, very busy schedule that I have, so. If I was a a student, maybe a prospective student or maybe a young freshman trying to figure out how to get plugged in, maybe not just with Student Senate, but could you give me some insight on how I could, because if I'm looking at you and I'm seeing you as president of Student Senate, I'm thinking, man, I can never do that. Like that's, he's, he's just got so much talent and like, he's so far ahead of me. What, what types of advice or wisdom would you share with the younger students to help them get involved? Well, first, I appreciate the kind words. Thanks for that. But I would say you just kind of find your niche. Well, we have almost 200 student organizations on campus. um, And it's not everything from recreation. You have major specific things as well. Um, So if you are in, you know, a passion for your major, I would say look out into some of those clubs that, you know, correspond with that major. You'll find many people who have the same interests as you do, um, but then they'll also help you find things and tap into a side of your personality that you may not have experienced. So like me, I'm kind of a nervous, shy guy when it comes to some certain things. And I think uh, some of those organizations that I had immersed myself in, I was able to work with different people who helped me set up, you know, talking in bigger crowds or interviews. That's probably one of my uh, struggles, but all those things will come when you get to associate yourselves with people sort of like you. Let's hop back to to middle school, social science education. What's your favorite thing to talk about? So when you get to go teach, like what are you super excited about? I would say the civil rights era. That has set up our world pretty much to how we know it today. Um, And without the civil rights era, um, and some people willing to take chances and, and kind of defy uh, in the laws at that time, we probably, you know, we wouldn't see a lot of the stuff that we see today. And so, and that goes for most of uh, history, but I think that part in particular where we have Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks and uh, Malcolm X and uh, all of those big names, I think it's just the most fun to me, yeah. Let's go back to to thinking about working. So you were working in a an educational environment. Did you do that all the way through high school, all the way up until you came here? 
Um, did you have any other jobs? Yeah, so that only lasted uh, for about, I want to say it was through the summer, so probably about eight or nine months. Then I had to start training for football. I was on the football team all four years, and so that is practices right in the evening with that, and so, you know, you couldn't really do the after-school part. And so I ended up working, getting a job at the local su- supermarket um, where I started as a, a, you know, I bagged the groceries, and then I moved to cashier, and uh, and then I was, you know, kind of having some of the supervisor's responsibilities without you know having to do any of the training and all of that stuff so kind of worked my way up there um and then in the summer I worked at a grounds crew in Omaha as well at the high school actually it's got Catholic um where I did a bunch of the mowing and aerating and uh, trimming and all of that stuff of that sorts and then when I came to Northwest I ended up getting a job in before an after school program again uh where I served as a coordinator for the last 18 months or so so in that position, what have you done? What is your, so talk to me about your thought process. Like, how do you, how do you approach your work since you're, you're training to be an educator? So I feel like this job has really helped me out with that as well. I don't manage that big of a, of a staff. I think we have, there's about eight or nine of us uh, that we do the before and after school at St. Gregory's uh, in Maryville. Um, and then I, I make the schedule. I have to prepare, you know, a list for a snack you know we have to serve snack every day um and then most of it you know a good time of it is just hanging out with the students um and then helping with some homework and so um you gotta you know refresh your memory sometimes in certain subjects but uh for the most part it's, it's actually pretty fun uh you know we play kickball basketball all of that good stuff we also watch movies the kids like to watch a lot of movies so do you have all age groups in that is that a wider age group or is that just a um, we actually have two separate age groups, pretty much. Uh, so there's going to be the preschool, where we have preschool SAC teachers who work with the four and five-year-olds, um, three, four, and five-year-olds. And then we also have the big kids, is what we call them. Um, so that's going to be everybody from kindergarten all the way up to eighth grade. Generally speaking, though, we'll have, you know, probably a handful of eighth grade, seventh graders. Um, so the bulk of it, I would say, probably comes in around second or third grade. Like I mentioned, though, I'm not that big of a elementary guy um i'm more of a middle school and and high school person and so that gives me you know it refreshes uh my true love for education sometimes and so just working with those students they also have to learn as well but i know that's not my niche but i still you know i love to do it as well what's the career goal afterwards so you know do you want to go back to omaha is there a certain goal for where you want to be or so right now i'm actually applying to grad schools um I'm looking at, you know, a handful of them right now and, and doing some research there. But my ultimate goal is to get a doctorate in educational administration or something along that line. Um, and then my master's will actually be in like higher education leadership. So um, student affairs, working with student organizations and uh, things like that. So I'm assuming student senate has kind of led you along that path. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I really didn't know how much goes into managing student organizations per se. I just thought like on a college campus, everybody just manages themselves, but there has to be an overarching, you know, leadership. And so student senate is kind of that, but then you also have our advisors, the student senate advisors who help us. And then there's like, you know, the vice president of student affairs and assistant vice president. And so that's the position that I I really want to do just because like I said, just managing 
and working with the different organizations is a total different process than, you know, kind of like the student side of managing. I always like to think a little bit through the lens of if you are going to be in a leadership position and you're going to be overseeing, uh, whether it is a group of students or it's a group of uh, leaders, what types of qualities do you think are important to have for you as a leader when you're looking to hire somebody or you want somebody to come work for you? looking ahead as a leader in that, like what types of qualities do you pick out as, hey, I want to see that person. I want that person to work for me. My first one will probably, you know, just be able to have, you know, leadership, be a leader, uh, kind of command the room. Um, but then what comes with being a leader is being able to receive information well as well. So um, student senate, going back to that, you know, we're the voice of the student. And so sometimes you can hear things that are concerning that are not, you know, the best. And you, what you do with that information is going to determine how great of a leader I think you can be or you are. Um, you got to be able to listen, dissect the information, and then come up with plans and problem solving to fix those uh, situations as well. And so I think being able to uh, take critical information um, and do, bring out positive uh, outcomes with it. What are some of the outcomes Student Senate's working on right now? So right now, um, Student Senate's, they're, they're, our daily duties are kind of on halt because of COVID-19. Um, we don't have any students traveling, any student organizations traveling. And so the bulk of our money that we appropriate to those student organizations are just kind of frozen right now. Um, and so that's one of the problems. We're trying to figure out how to still get students funding um, if it's outside of traveling. So how can we still let the students know that we're here for them? Some of the bigger projects that we're working on right now, we do have a rollover budget where we have money from the previous um, year, fiscal year, that is still in our account and we want to use for university improvements. And so right now, there's a couple big projects that we're going to have out there um, coming out soon to the public. We're looking at putting a, a net on the north side of the baseball field because I know there's a lot of fly balls and foul balls that, you know, break some windshields over there. And so that's one of the many projects that we're looking at uh, sponsoring. And any any small step that we can do to improve our campus and the, the student life, we're going to do it. And so... So for folks who have no idea what Student Senate is or does, can you kind of like kind of quick synopsis of what it is and what you all do? There's a few things uh, that we do specifically for students. Like I mentioned earlier, we have appropriations where um, student organizations can come in and uh, appeal to the Senate and ask for allocations to do traveling, um, host events, um, bring speakers, all of these good stuff to the campus. And so that's going to really um, enrich campus life. And that's what we really look for. We want to say... Uh, how can we help other students, you know, have that enriched campus life? And so allocations is one of them. We also um, recognize student organizations. And so those student organizations who may not have started yet, but want to get started, they'll bring in uh, representatives to us, tell us about what the organization would do, how would it also, again, enrich campus life, and then, or the senators will then vote on that and uh, they'll be recognized as that as well. And then again, the last thing, we have um, a charitable donation, where it's also money that we give uh, to help uh, student organizations run events with charities. And so um, it's basically our community side of things as well. We do have seven um, committees where they, you know, they all specialize in something different, but they're all in touch with the students in some way or another. I have been asking everyone, what, what does it mean to you to be a Bearcat? 
You know, a lot of people say that being a Bearcat is family, which is 100% true. But being a Bearcat goes deeper than your family. It goes more into your personal, you know, yourself personally. And so um, you learn, like I said, how to work with different types of people. You learn what majors and minors are really um, tailored to you. You learn, you know, uh, athletics, you know, learn about athletics. And so basically being a Bearcat just encompasses uh, everything in our world to make you a better you. And so I think I've definitely learned that over my time as over my four years as a Bearcat. And um, I just hope that every student can also, you know, see that as well. Kyrell, another thing that I would like to do is kind of just open up the platform to let you share what you've been thinking about, um, how this semester maybe has progressed for you, thoughts on being, you know, where you're at at Northwest kind of in this time frame. like you're getting interviewed at like this pivotal point in history. Like talk to me about what you're thinking about or what you're feeling. Absolutely. Uh, so first things first, COVID is a beast, you know, um, it has jumped into our daily lives and kind of uprooted a lot of things. Um, so I would just say to anybody's listening, it will um, get better very soon. And so, you know, maybe things just don't look right or maybe not fitting the puzzle piece, you know, in the big picture, but it'll get better. Second thing, especially with today's climate, with political, with the politics and social justice movements, um, we all have a duty to hold each other accountable. Whether you're, you know, you're just going to school to go to school or whether you're looking to change the world, we still have to hold each other accountable. And I think being uh, voting in the election um, and then making sure that everybody's, you know, in tune to our government, that's going to be one of the steps that we can take to make sure that, you know, we're all um, doing what we need to do. So those are just a couple of big things. Do you have any interest in going into governmental affairs? You seem so passionate about government. I always told myself that, I wouldn't, but everybody I know wants me to like run for president or something like that. And I think the most governmental affairs thing that I would do is probably be like a school board or something like that. So really a passion about education, as you probably could tell. I'm a first generation student. I have only one other uh, sibling who's gone to college. And so, yeah, there's just some things, especially in higher education, that I would kind of like to work out some kinks. Um, so, yeah, but no, no big the college or you're not going to no, be a president <laughs> no 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 presidents or senators or congressmen or anything like that local government's super important too you know city councils school boards you know people don't think about that sort of stuff but if you want to make change in your community like those are the places to make change you know trying to be a state representative or a u.s senator or president of the u.s you know that's a huge really difficult task but you can make those changes at the local level by being on city councils school boards stuff like that so Good for you. That's a good way to look at it, for sure. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Well, Kyrell, it's been great having you as a guest. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I, I wish you all the best in your, your future career. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that will do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>